Today's show is brought to you by our new sponsor, Cog Network. Cog Network, geared for gain. All right, guys, so by owning Cog Network tokens, you get exposure to the hedge fund's gains. The hedge fund is composed of algorithmically traded energy futures, crypto, and partial ownership of a multi-million dollar solar farm that is focused on crypto mining. This is really cool because traditional investors get exposure to cutting-edge blockchain technology in a framework they're familiar with, a hedge fund. And crypto investors get exposure to an actual security that bears dividends and includes non-crypto assets. Yep, that's right. And Cog Network is fully compliant and qualified by the SEC as a Reg D offering, as well as a Reg S, uh, and it also has a 506C exemption. They've been working with lawmakers since 2017 to get this grand vision built the right way. If you're interested in learning more about a tokenized hedge fund, go visit www.cog.network. Yep, COG Network is hedge fund investing evolved. All right, what is up, all you good citizens of Crypt Nation? It's another episode, episode 25, believe it or not, of the Weekly Fire. Pete, how you doing, brother? I'm doing pretty good, man. We're still alive over here. San Diego life is still pretty normal for at least the time being. Although they did just have a uh, coronavirus reporting in La Jolla. Did they? uh, Which is very close to us here in San Diego, so... Uh, God bless my little girlfriend. If you're listening, she uh, she might she does uh, medical device sales and stuff. So uh, she has to go to La Jolla Hospital every now and again. So hopefully she doesn't have to go anytime soon. Talk about high risk exposure. Seriously, she a guy in crypto, a girlfriend in med sales, <laughs> Corona device or Corona. Come on. Oh my lord, what is this world coming to, Crypt Nation? We have a crazy, crazy episode planned for you. Um, and it's so fitting because this week we've had Mercury Retrograde, we've right. had a Super Wolf Full Moon, whatever the hell that is, <laughs> we got Friday the 13th, and, and, and this and, pandemic. Yeah, and this pandemic. So, yeah, yeah. definitely not leaving the house. We're going to be... Uh, <laughs> strapping in, strapping on. We're going to be reading... Reading some books that we've been meaning to catch up on yeah. for a little while. Yeah, the whole Mercury and retrograde thing, I think it happens maybe once a year, once every other year or something. It's basically when it looks like it's rotating the opposite way that it normally does. It's like this optical illusion that's happened, you know, as long as the stars have been around. I and feel like that's been happening for like the last five years. Right? <laughs> it's no. straight up stuck. All the horoscope uh, hipsters just love to talk about like, hey, don't make any big decisions while Mercury's in retrograde because... You know, it causes confusion and panic and communication breakdown is like typically what is uh, the that retrograde is very you know famous for mythologically or whatever. But all I know is the last couple of weeks in the market have been freaking nuts, both the traditional stock market and the crypto market. Um, so if you want to if you want to attribute it to whatever, go for it. But um, if you want to hear more about our wonderful crypto related horoscopes <laughs> and uh, much more factual information that is actually based on reality, uh, you can go to cryptorevolution.com. We do share what's in our portfolio with you and uh, we do lots of technical analysis and other fundamental analysis on all the projects that we're watching. You can check it out for only a dollar to start for yep. 14 days. Uh, learn as much as you can. If you want to stick with us, then uh, it's a little bit more after that. But uh, definitely check it out, CryptoRevolution.com. 
All right, let's get into this uh, this market weather report. You guys know how we like to start every episode of the Weekly Fire, front load it with the good stuff. Now, last time the market weather report was the worst we've ever had. Right. And despite you know there being more fear than ever right now, there's actually a lot of green. Yeah, I'm just hoping that the green stays. Um, again, we talk a lot about just like the volatility uh, that that is present in the markets and. It just basically signals to me that there's just so much uncertainty in that, you know, for instance, we had the stock market close, you know, 7% down. It hit all the circuit breakers on Monday. It was Black Monday 2.0. And um, that, you know, stock market trading literally halted for 15 minutes or for an hour or something. And um, everybody had to, you know, the, the brokers had to consolidate their bids and asks and the banks had to settle up and they, um, you know, everybody had to, you know, basically calm the market and those circuit breakers are there for a reason which crypto doesn't have um but we are seeing a lot of uh, a lot of sell pressure here in the crypto markets not only along with like you know the plus token scam that you know pizza mind has been researching a lot about but just with general fear and uncertainty of you know what's really going on with with the global supply chains and what's really going on um with really like this economic slowdown that we're we're undergoing right now. We see, uh, you know, supply chains being shut down. We see uh, airlines, you know, having, you know, flying from state to state with one person on board, cruise lines shutting down, um, everybody's stock prices falling. You know, the NCAA, uh, who does the March Madness tournament for the college basketball, they're saying they're not allowing any fans inside of the stadiums. The NBA is saying that. Um, you know, they are encouraging teams to reach out to their fan base and say, don't come to the games. We have South by Southwest, which is a trade show that got shut down. We have Coachella, which is like one of the world's biggest music festivals that is slated for April. They're no longer doing that. They're pushing that back until October. So we see all this fundamentally slowing of the growth of the economy because now, you know, people aren't... Um, you know, people aren't doing these economic activities, right? They're not spending. They're not going to take out uh, loans. Like, there's all this stagnation here, um, and we're actually seeing deflation uh, of asset prices. So that, you know, fundamental, like those variables that are affecting the fundamental value of stocks, are starting to bleed over into the crypto market. Where, like, you know, just because like all this stuff is happening, like. You know, Bitcoin technically is immune to this stuff. Um, it doesn't have a supply chain. It doesn't matter about, you know, all this other stuff that's going on in the world that is affecting, you know, cash flows and price to earnings ratios and, you know, valuation and stuff that's really causing the market to dip. But people are indiscriminately selling uh, crypto because they're fearful, right? We just need to go to cash. We need to make sure that we can pay our bills next month, all that kind of stuff. And so it's 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 getting roped in with this, uh, you know, with all this panic and stuff. So we'll kind of see what happens. We are seeing good bounces off the lows, um, and it looks like you know the selling is slowing. We're we're starting to see a little bit of some bullish divergences, but you know you always have to be skeptical of bullish divergences uh, in downtrends, right? Because you know you could have as many divergences as you want, but Price is the only thing that pays, and if you if your momentum shows 
that it's getting a little bit more bullish, but price keeps going down. I mean, you could get liquidated, you could keep losing money, all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, we're, we're, you know, closing, we're opening and closing days below the 200 day moving average, which is not a great sign. Um, and you know, the altcoins aren't showing much strength. We're seeing a little bounce here and there. And like some of the, the strong coins of this year, you know, the likes of Tezos, the likes of Link, um, would have been some other strong ones in, in this year. We've had, um, you know, Litecoin had a good year. Maker's doing all right. Ocean Protocol. Um, Icon. Icon has had a pretty good year. Ethereum has actually had a decent uh, a decent year. Dash had a good year. Zcash. So there's all these coins that are now giving back most of the gains that they had at the beginning of 2020. Um, and we, we have some of our, um, you know, support level. We have this big range kind of between 7,000 and call it 7,500, 7,550. Um, and this is like a really high volume uh, area of support that we ranged between uh, all between November all the way up until really the second, eh, let's look at the, probably the first week of January. So we had this range that we're now coming back to and testing. Um, and it's also funny enough, uh, the bottom of the range uh, that lasted all of September and October, right before we had the Chinese announcement, uh, President Xi came out and said he supports blockchain, and we pumped 40% in the in really in a day or two days. And so we're seeing like just some significant price levels that we're retesting, uh, and we've had a lot of volume. So it's really just kind of a sit on your hands moment. That's how I'm playing, at least. I'm not rushing in to try and time the exact bottom. I think trying to time the exact bottom is a fool's errand. Um, you know, you play the trend and you, you got to wait for the trend really to show, to show itself. And so right now we're still in this price correction ever since we started talking about it in February 12th, February 13th. Um, and we just got to wait till this trend turns around and the long-term uptrend, uh, starts to pick back up with some energy. So we're in kind of a no trade zone. I, I think your, your opportunity here. Uh, is definitely better on the long side since we've been falling for the last, you know, call it a month and a half. Um, but that's kind of the market weather report. We're, we're sitting on our hands. We're, we're just really trying to wait for the market to stabilize. Again, we had those uh, half a percent of uh, interest rates cut by the Fed, kind of this emergency stimulus thing uh, that they're doing, um, you know, some corporate bond buybacks we're seeing. So there's all, all sorts of stuff, but I think that just all the uncertainty with coronavirus is just adding all this pressure. And I don't know, man. What do you think? I think it's one of these perfect storms. You know, like when President Xi made that announcement uh, that ran Bitcoin up 40%, that day was also the close of CME futures, right. which is traditionally a very, very volatile day. Mm -hmm. The powers that be just happened to be pumping the shit out of it at the time that announcement was made. And what probably would have been a 5 or 6% gain just kept piling on to 40. Now, what's happening here is you have the correction, which we've, we've known about. We've you know said, you know, here's the bottom for this. Here's the bottom for that. And it's hit it and then held. And then Plus Token comes along. And along with the coronavirus fears, they decide they're going to cash out some of the money that they stole in 2017. Plus Token's the biggest scam in crypto history, they took in $4 billion from idiotic gamblers. I'm not even going to dignify them by calling them investors. Yeah. As they promised just 
insane returns and people fell for the Ponzi scheme. But either way, they took in all that money. Six of the people from China were caught, but there's still some at large. And these guys decided they were going to market sell $120 million in Bitcoin and Ethereum. Just market sell $100,000 at a time. It's disgusting. They put it through a bunch of mixers. They dumped it on Bitfinex and Huobi and Bitrex and wherever they could, whatever other stolen accounts they had. So it's not like simply just freezing one account. Yeah. Um, but I yeah, mean, that had a big, big part of it. So you had the, the general downtrend. You had the fear of the coronavirus in the economy, the stock market collapsing. And then these dickheads come along. To add and, fuel to the freaking fire. And just kick everyone in the nuts. So... And that the, the remaining funds they have, they still have a bunch left. You know, it's always going to be looming when uh, crypto starts going up or down, whatever the case is. We have no idea what they're thinking mm-hmm. or who the rest of these guys even are. But um, overall, like that doesn't change Bitcoin's stock to flow, which we're going to be talking about later. Right. It doesn't change that the halving's coming up. It doesn't change that all the news regulatory and otherwise is amazing right so there's i'm only, not scared at all the yeah t- there's there's it seems to me there's just only more long-term adoption and bullish news i mean we, remember i will talk about it later in the segment about the news and we'll start to move on here but there's just been so much bullish news that's been happening um and you know price it's not getting as priced in um which is just surprising and so I mean, I, I don't. I definitely don't think we're at the start of another you know three year long bear market because uh, we didn't go through that entire market cycle. Um, but we just really got to wait till this uh, till this all just settles down. Yeah. But um, let's look at what was hot or not this week. Hot or not, we had some really hot things this week actually. Yeah. Uh, so despite everything else going on. There are some coins that just didn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Leading the way was Wazer X. The native exchange token of the Wazer X exchange which is the biggest crypto exchange in India. Mm-hmm. Up 143% in real volume. We were, uh, we taught in Crypt Nation. Uh, if you go to cryptorevolution.com, you sign up for your Crypt Nation membership. Uh, we called this coin the day that India announced. I went and I said, I know that there's that Indian exchange that just got bought by Binance. Uh, called Wazer X, and I know they have it a token. And this thing was at a $10 million market cap. Um, and I went and I, I typed in our chat. I was like, hey, guys, like this is a good buy right now. Um, this thing is is you know, trading. It, it it was like a $10 million market cap, and it was trading like $50 million worth of volume. And so there was just this um, anomaly of price and volume. And so I was like, buy this. And straight up, it's got a $33 million market cap. So that's like a 330% gain since when we first started talking about it. So that, that actually ended up being really good. Absolutely. And that's not the only big gain this week. We have LTO network up 39.4% off of uh $7 million in volume. They're a little smaller, only 13 million market cap, but, but that's uh, a health. It's a really healthy volume for, yeah. for that small of a market. Cap. And we have watched them grow a lot over the past year. They've started, you know, in the five or six hundreds at this time last year, and now mm-hmm. they're in the, the 200. So they've been doing a lot of good work. They're now on Binance, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then we have Lend uh, up 37% on $10 million in volume. So good stuff there. And yeah. And on the opposite side, we got uh, we got some big losers. Yeah. And again, remember, to the, to this week's biggest winners could be tomorrow's biggest losers. Tomorrow's uh, and today's biggest losers could be tomorrow's biggest winners. So That's right. 
you know, we got uh, Swipe, uh, which is down 35.7%. Uh, that's a $46 million market cap, trading uh, $9 million worth of volume. We have VSYS. I think that's V Systems, yep. if I remember correctly. That's right. Okay. Down 30.9%. It's a $64 million market cap. And we have ELF, ELF Token. Uh, I remember when these guys came out a few years ago, um, just, you know, marketing as the next, you know, super scalable blockchain. We could do X, Y, and Z. Um, for all the marketing, whatever, they're down 30% this week as well. $32 million market cap. Um, on $23 million worth of volume. So Ouch. you guys, you know, it's always good to just remember that a lot of this stuff uh, in crypto right now, you know, it's a lot of it's marketing. A lot of these things are telling you that it's the best thing since, you know, sliced bread. And, um, you know, you just got to, you just got to, you know, separate the, the chaff from the wheat. Uh, and that's what we try and try and help you guys do here. Absolutely. All right, let's move on to fire tweets. Fire got tweets. Some, some more good ones. Uh, we've got uh, the mean Justine making her return. The mean Justine. Yes. Poor thing was bastardized by Twitter earlier and put on timeout. Was she? For she what? Was, um, she said, cool story, bro. Literally. That's all she said to someone. Cool story, bro. And it was flagged as like uh, hate, hate, hate speech. Hate speech and she was put on timeout. So Twitter can go fuck itself. We're big fans of the mean Justine <laughs> over here. That was not a cool story, what they did to her. Uh, but what she has to say is, the more I get exposure to people outside the Bitcoin space lately, the more I appreciate those inside it. They're strong men and women. They have clear morals. They have intelligent worldviews. And they focus on individual freedoms. Bitcoin is more than just a financial revolution. It's fighting for a better society. And Justine, you are so right. The people that I know that are in crypto and blockchain... Uh, are just so different from the average people that we come across. It seems that this is a space that all the visionaries and principled people of the world can really thrive in. And the, the, the kings of the new world are really working here right now, side by side. You can reach out to them. You see them, you know, all over the place. Uh, it's just really an incredible time and place to be alive and working. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So thank you for pointing all that out, Justine. And, and one of the other being part of it. Yeah. And, and then one of the other cool tweets uh, is from a, a cat that I'm sure all you folks know, Anthony Pompliano. And he goes by A. Pompliano. Uh, that's on Twitter. A lot of people know him as Pomp. Uh, this guy's a freaking hurricane. And he's always on CNN or CNBC, just raw, raw in Bitcoin. Um, and, you know, before I get into this fire tweet... <laughs> There was one other tweet that he put out last night that didn't make the cut to the fire tweets, but uh, he was he was talking about um, he, he was basically saying, "Hey, everybody who has had a conversation with their financial advisor this week, uh, please send me a message and you know summarize that conversation or send me a screenshot, and then I'm going to de-anonymize or then I'm going to anonymize everything and then post them here just to 
crowdsource everybody's financial advisory. And some of them were just hilarious because, you know, people, you could tell that some of these financial advisors were just spewing shit. They had no idea what was going on. Um, you know, a lot of them were obviously saying steer clear from crypto. A lot of them were saying, hey, you know, I think crypto is going to survive. I think crypto is going to thrive. I just allocated more of my net worth to crypto. So that was really interesting to see. But my favorite one, uh, just sometimes to show the incompetence of these financial advisors, uh, this guy posted, he goes, my financial advisor hasn't talked to me or responded to me in two months. And today I had to drive 45 minutes just to get his attention. <laughs> and it's just like, oh my God, these guys take so many fees and uh, sometimes you just can't even get a hold of them. You know, it's just ridiculous. That's crazy. But, I have an account manager at Bank of Holdlers <laughs> that I can contact anytime I need something. And a traditional financial advisor won't even pick up the phone. Yeah. What a joke. Exactly. Some of these Wells Fargo, Morgan Stanley, Merrill Lynch. I mean, I don't know. You got to hand it to them. They're making a fucking good good living. Pardon my language. What but. a scam. <laughs> so this tweet by, uh, by Pomp, he goes, the S&P 500 is down more than 10% year to date in 2020. Bitcoin is up more than 10% in 2020, right? That same time frame. I bet your financial advisor is still telling you how safe equities are and how risky Bitcoin is, though. Show them the data and ask them, why shouldn't I fire you? That's a that's a pretty powerful little fiery tweet right there. Yeah. That's why I made fire tweets, because it's got some kick. It's got some zing. I mean, this guy's basically saying... Look at the numbers. Look at the numbers. It's not speculation at this point. The numbers are there. The numbers are there. And this, you know, crypto is undergoing, um, you know, a really, really, you know, maturing inflection point where it's withstanding a global catastrophe, a global event. And guys, you know, in, in Crypt Nation, if you guys subscribe, CryptoRevolution.com, we send out weekly newsletters um, that have all sorts of really deep analysis. They're typically like six to 11 pages long. And I, me and Pete's mind just go on and rant about, um, all the crazy things that happen. So that's, you know, one of the things that we do, but, um, you know, we're, we're looking at the data and we're saying, you know, Bitcoin is, is undervalued right now. It's, it's been over the risk associated with it has been overestimated. And that once the halving happens, um, and the stock to flow ratio gets even tighter, um, you know, it's, I, we think that there's going to be this big rubber band effect that uh, crypto is really going to be skyrocketing here in the near term. So keep your ears open, uh, keep your eyes on the charts, and you guys will know uh, when Bitcoin is back with a vengeance. But for right now, it's just cooling off. Do you have a friend who's interested in getting into cryptocurrency, but they don't know where to start building their portfolio? Well, we have the answer. It's called Copy Trader by eToro. With CopyTrader, you can automatically copy every trade of eToro's top crypto traders, just like myself or Bryce or Kevin, at the exact price point and in real time. No need to study up on markets or develop your own strategies. Simply just sign up and copy our trades. Any profits that we make, you do too. Proportional to your investment, of course. With eToro, you get access to the world's most popular cryptocurrencies with transparent trading fees all in one easy-to-use app. Copy the smart money with eToro. And uh, let's move on to uh, the Scorched Earth segment. And Scorched Earth is a little segment that we like to talk about uh, just some of the, the travesties that we've experienced in crypto and, 
yes, it is episode 25. And yes, there are more than 25 uh, experiences or times that uh, that uh, Pizza Mine and I have been burned by the markets. It will be endless. It will be endless. I mean, this is a, you know, we've been around for so long that uh, you start to see all sorts of different stuff. Um, and here's the thing. Even if you're a Hall of Fame trader like George Soros, you're going to lose at least half your trades. Yeah. That's a fact. Absolutely. The, so, the, before we even get into this, because uh, the segment for Squirt Shirt today is when you buy the dip and it just keeps dipping. Um, that's something everybody could relate to. Um, but I want to tell a little story about one of the members that is in Crypt Nation. Uh, he, he posted a link and he goes, uh, hey, because, you know, there's there's several hundred people that are in this group uh, and, you know, all talking about just different recommendations and different ideas and theories and all sorts of stuff. And he posts a link and he says, hey, has anybody heard of this website? I honestly forget what it's called. It's like Bomex something. And uh, I'm like, no, I haven't. Like, I'll check it out. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're promising uh, to double your Bitcoin in a day. And I'm like, hmm. I'm like, I don't even need to look at the site because I know that anybody who's saying we could double your Bitcoin overnight is a com- outright liar, like just outright scam. Um, no matter which way you do it, there's just no feasible way that a system like that could exist. So I looked at the website and it was just, it made my stomach turn because I just thought of all the poor, desperate souls out there that look at that and say, man, I have, you know, 0.05 Bitcoin and I need nothing more than just to turn that into 0.1 Bitcoin so I could have, you know, a thousand dollars worth. And it's just like, oh my gosh, people fall for this and people get their tokens stolen from them. And, you know, people just get caught up in Ponzi schemes. And just like I, I, I pointed him, I was like, look at Bitcoin, uh, look at BitConnect and look at Hex and look at that other scam, Bitcoin interest. Like everybody who's pr- promising you to double your Bitcoin or to like have guaranteed returns on some, uh, you know, multi-level Ponzi, it's just garbage. It's like some type of weird pyramid scheme stuff. And uh, so there's a lot of that out there. So people do get burned by that. If you ever see a guarantee, flee. But um Let's get into this little debate here. Uh, when you buy the dip and it just keeps dipping. Yeah, I mean. Has that ever happened to you? All <laughs> the time. And then have you ever, you know, it dips and then it goes back up. You're like, all right, it's time to long. And then yeah. it dips right Oh, up. so before before we, we crashed, we had this amazing scam wick on Bitcoin where it shot up to 9,200 and then down to like what? 80 81 like the same day yeah so right before it collapsed first it's going to liquidate all the shorts and convince everyone to go long and then it's going to collapse and then liquidate the longs all in the same day that is completely unfair and fucked up yeah fortunately that's what markets are man fortunately i was not how do you screw over the most amount of people fortunately i was not victim of it because i said i'm having a long-term strategy with this play and i'm not going to use any stops Whoa. I've got a shitload in my margin. You freeballed it more than, uh, more than t- three times the amount of money I actually had in play. Okay, just to protect it. So I said, okay, cool. And then I also had staggered orders all the way down, just in case there was a little dip. And I didn't fill my full amount first; I only filled a half. And I said, okay, if I get a chance to buy a little more cheap, I'm going to do it. I had seven layers just to catch these things. I had to cancel the last three because I was going to overexpose myself. Wow. Because it just kept dipping. It just kept going. It kept going. It kept going. And then 
I'm still like insanely underwater right now. I'm still alive. I'm safe, but I mean, holy shit. So then it's kind of stabilized. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, we're starting to see a little bit of uptrend back. We hit 81. Right. I'm like, all right, guys, you know, maybe we should pull some more money together from uh, operations fund towards the end of the year, buy this dip, you know, make a, a little short term play here. I'm like, yeah, all right, cool. Wonderful. Bought the dip. It's going back down again. We're oh, like, boy. oh my God. And this has happened so many, so many times when I didn't know any better in 2018. You know, the market crashes 30%. I'm like, cool, it's a good time to buy back in. So buy in, market collapses down another 20%. I'm like, all right, cool. Now's a good time to buy back in. Nope. Keeps going, keeps going, keeps going. And it's like, holy shit, what do you do? <laughs> well, I There's think no what, what you do in that situation is you definitely don't play with futures. But uh, you can hold these assets and just keep buying them cheaper and cheaper mm-hmm. and just hold on to it. So dollar, I mean, dollar cost averaging, dollar cost average. Um, and this is one of the situations where if you literally just buy and hold, I mean, you're going to be OK towards the end. You're not going to have as much as someone who's trading in and out all day. But you also don't have as much stress, as much panic. You sleep mm-hmm. a hell of a lot better. I always like to think that like a market downturn like this, um, you know, A, you should never invest more than you could afford to lose. That's just right. always just the worst thing. Make sure you have enough money to pay all your, you know, daily or sorry, your monthly expenses and your like all that stuff. You don't, you know, want to be gambling your retirement money and all that kind of stuff. That's that's not that's not what this is about. I mean, but when you do have a market downturn with these assets, these crypto assets that are you know, fundamentally, you know, they're valuable. And they will, in, in my opinion, um, increase in value over time as they get more adoption and more broadly, you know, recognized and, you know, safer and da da da. A market downturn shouldn't bother you. It's an opportunity to increase your ownership of great assets at great prices. Absolutely. So that's all that is. My dad and brother both reached out to me when they noticed Bitcoin was under 8,000. Instead of asking, why is Bitcoin going down? They said, hey, it looks like a good time to buy more Bitcoin. I just wanted to confirm it. And I was just so proud. So proud. So, good men. Good men. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So, guys, that's scorched earth. Um, it happens to the best of us. But uh, now let's get into a, a little debate segment that we have, what we call smoke and mirrors, where we just kind of look at, you know, our things uh, really as they appear. So the first thing we're going to talk about is, um, you know, this is, we're going to talk about ways that, you know, people view the value and the price action of Bitcoin. And some people uh, take the view that it is purely a asset that is correlated to the stock market, meaning that it is 100% whenever the stock market is, you know, going risk on, meaning it's getting bid up, meaning people are buying, um, you know, that, if it's getting, if the stock market is going up, then crypto is going up, which we know is is really not true. Um, but then there's another analysis called the stock to flow ratio, um, and this has been you know talked about and thought about for a long time in the crypto market, um, particularly to Bitcoin. Um, and the stock to flow ratio basically measures um, supply. So stock, let's just talk about this. So stock means how much supply is currently in circulation, right? So you could think of the stock of 
Bitcoin is about, you know, 18 million Bitcoin. And then you have the flow, which is the velocity of new Bitcoin hitting the market. Um, and that, right? So it's basically a, a ratio of how much is existing versus how much uh, is, a, is about to exist in what time frame. And so a good way um, that, you know, Bitcoin has been modeled uh, with these halvings, right? You could project that every four years, you're going to have the flow cut in half. Um, that was by design. It's a deflationary currency. Um, and so the idea there is to keep the stock, um, you know, rel you know, it goes up over time uh, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. And then you have the flow, which gets cut in half every four years, meaning that flow is stemmed. Um, so basically there's a lot of good analysis around the price of Bitcoin, uh, you know, being very forecastable or very, you know, projectable based on this stock to flow ratio. And the guy who really uh, quantified this, he's on Twitter. Uh, his, his name is at 100 trillion USD. Um, and I think he, he's actually a, a, a banker for one of the big banks, maybe Goldman or Deutsche Bank or something like that. But he prefers to stay anonymous. But he has all these really, really, really detailed, uh, basically metrics and stuff uh, and analysis that, are starting to point to you know a big rise in the price of Bitcoin based on this stock to flow ratio. But there's a couple of things that have happened that weren't really counted for at the very beginning mm. that are positive in that direction. One being institutional adoption of Bitcoin. It's not just an underground thing anymore. The wealthiest organizations in the world are hoarding Bitcoin and locking it away long term. That's reducing the flow out there right. a lot. And it's keeping that stock stable insofar as it's not hitting the exchanges to sell. Right. And for those that are holding smaller amounts that want to grow it, now there's staking mechanisms where you mm -hmm. can grow your Bitcoin. You can get Bitcoin cash back on things like FoldApp or Lolly. And there's all kinds of different ways that people can make their Bitcoin earn them more Bitcoin so they don't have to necessarily buy and sell it on the open market. So there's just more and more hoarding of Bitcoin going on as the available supply gets less and less. And there's also hundreds of millions of dollars pouring into Bitcoin mining, which is still setting new all-time highs month after month after month this year. So there's even more reason to be super bullish long-term. Yeah. I mean, I think that one of the things that people, like we talked about, you know, in different ways to value uh, Bitcoin, particularly, you know, there's always just these different risk to, risk return models, and there are you know sharp ratios and all sorts of different stuff like that to basically quantify risk or volatility of a portfolio over time. And then you know the the standard you know uh, portfolio allocation, you want to have some stocks, but you also want to have a lot of bonds in order to you know when stocks go up. Um, you know, bonds go down. They have that inverse relationship. So uh, bond yields go down. So basically the risk associated with Bitcoin that people are overestimating and, you know, pricing in essentially is that, you know, they're risking that Bitcoin dies. So they're, you know, trying to quantify that and hedge that risk. They're risking, uh, they think that there's risk of governments making Bitcoin illegal um, or prosecuting 
um, you know, developers. They think that there's going to be a risk of fatal software bugs. They think there's risks of exchange hacks. And like Pizza Mine was talking about, like the hacks or the scams that raise all these uh, this Bitcoin and then sells it on the open market, like the plus token scam or the one coin scam. Then there's these risks of, you know, the 51% attacks. There's risks of um, all different little bugs or hard forks and, uh, you know, miners shutting off. And so there's there's all these risks that people associate with Bitcoin. But the longer that Bitcoin survives and thrives, especially in the face of adversity, the lower that these risks actually, the lower odds that those risks actually have to come to fruition. It's something called the Lindy effect. It's something we talk about a lot. Um, is basically the longer something is surviving and thriving, the longer it's projected to survive into the future. And so Bitcoin, you know, it's been around for 11 years um, and it's withstood, you know, every attack in the book um, and it still has a value. And so the fact that it hasn't died yet means that I, I think that it means that these risks are just being overestimated. Um, and yeah, the stock to flow model currently has held true um, and it is projecting, you know, really big gains. I think plan B, um, who is plan B, a.k.a. 100 trillion USD, uh, this analyst who. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.